All right, everybody, welcome to a very special breaking news edition of the BL Boys. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We are doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And this is huge, Clayton. Today was the relaunch of MoviePass, MoviePass 2.0. The founder, Stacey Spikes, who got ousted by Mitch Lowe, is back, took the company from bankruptcy. And today in Lincoln Center in New York City, the the heart of of the movie-going world, Stacey Spikes had a press conference where he relaunched MoviePass. And we watched the live stream. It was incredible. Now, I said on the past, the the most recent episode that I was going to attempt to get a press pass. Mm-hmm. And I failed in that venture only because it was sold out. It was max capacity. Mm-hmm. But we were offered the opportunity to interview mm-hmm. Stacy Spikes himself. And that is an interview that you will be listening to very shortly. Yes. We got to yeah. talk to the man himself for 20 minutes, and there was a lot to talk about, let me tell you. Yeah, we could have talked for 20 hours, but the interview only ended because the, Stacy was literally getting kicked out of out of Lincoln Center itself. The, the allotted time MoviePass had for use of the building w- was over, and as much as he wanted to continue talking to the B.O. boys, uh, the building itself would not allow it. They they so that is why this was not a twenty hour interview. It easily could have been. Yeah. So what you're gonna listen to right now is our interview with MoviePass uh, once and current and future CEO Stacy Spikes. And then after the interview, Clayton and I are coming back on mic to analyze what you just heard. So you don't have to worry about analyzing this interview yourself just listen to it take it in and then we will come back on mike right afterwards to tell you what it meant so yes enjoy i guess just to start off uh stacy thanks for joining us on the bo boys and so how are you feeling after the big relaunch today how do you how do you feel like today went I feel that it went really well. Um, I'm excited. Uh, it's just, it's really an amazing opportunity. Very rarely in American business do you get another chance to potentially redo this. Um, so I'm thrilled at that opportunity that the universe has presented it. Well, con- yeah, congratulations. So something to start off uh, that both Clayton and I noticed during the press conference, you know, talking about what happened before you showed the famous picture of Mitch Lowe, who was the CEO after your first stint and, you know, the CEO during the uh, the weird times at MoviePass. You showed the famous picture of him in front of the AMC laughing, you know, like like MoviePass was about to take over. I guess, what what was your thinking in showing that famous picture of Mitch Lowe? And what do you think were the missteps that movie pass may have made in the time that you were not there, you know, during that $10 a month, everyone had it, but it was costing the company a lot of money. What, 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 what were your thoughts on the picture and the Mitch Lowe era? Um, so I, I, I think there was no way around. We needed to address what happened to the consumers. Um, and there's a lot of people who really, didn't know that there were first these two black founders and where they went and kind of what happened and how it happened. And I needed to also address, you know, the access to capital issue. Um, And so there were things that I think needed to part of without getting into too much detail, the record needed to be set straight. There's a lot of stories and articles about what went wrong. It doesn't need, no one needs me to say that. Um, clearly that was mm-hmm. an, uh, an unsustainable price point, but the, that classic photo with Mitch and Ted in front of AMC, which was in TechCrunch in 2018, um, you know, it kind of said it all. And, and we just wanted to capsulate 
here's where it began. Here's what happened. It didn't work out. And this is the rebirth opportunity, which we laid out in those four slides. So that, that was it. I mean, there's, there's, um, we, we're choosing to be optimistic and look at the opportunity that has presented itself. And we're just excited to be able to help the industry. And we think returning to our roots as a technology company, we can do that based on the conversations we've been having with theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, so our show, you know, the BO boys, we sort of, uh, speak to and from the, the consumers, the movie goers. So I guess Clayton and I have some questions today that we, we want to, we want to get a feel for what the consumers could expect out of movie pass 2.0. So Clayton, do you want, do you want to start off with, I know one of the things that we want to get into is what does it mean for the, you know, per ticket pricing, I guess. Yeah. So how much do you think that it will save the everyday moviegoer if they were to subscribe to MoviePass compared to just using, say, AMC or the Regal? How can you be competitive in that? Yeah. So what we're what we're envisioning, and I think we didn't announce that level of detail because it's not all worked out, but I'll kind of give you where we are. Um, and part of it has to do with we just after the holidays got um, out of bankruptcy, we got the files and their, their partial files that kind of gave us a sense of what the behavior was um, so we could kind of level set um, that data. So we've only had it for a few weeks. We just weren't ready to, to announce everything today. So um, with the with the tiered, so the, there's two ideas. There's a tiered system, which will allow people to get in at a price point that works for them and let them find value themselves. And I, I often refer to, I'm, a, um, I'm an Audible member. And so I listen to audio books all the time. And so you get a credit a month, but if you're in mid month and you want to go higher, you can buy more, right? And you can do that. So we think that the tiered system will allow a person to move around. Um, we mm -hmm. definitely are not at a place yet that I could sit here and say, here's the AMC plan versus the movie pass plan. What, what it's not going to be is one size fits all and Here's here's this against their $27 a month and our $27 a month, and here's what it is. We're looking at it from a totally different perspective that will allow these independent cinemas the ability to market themselves so that they can drive traffic during peak and off-peak times when they want to be able to move that. That's never been the case, and that's a totally different a marketplace model is completely different than a loyalty plan for a single player. So we just think that the tools are going to be really different. So so in the presentation, you seem to focus a lot on the independently owned chains, which is great because we live in New York City and there's a lot of those around us that we can't go. We go to, but they're not part of a subscription plan. So the focus is on those, it seems like. Does that mean that the AMCs and the Regals may not be included in this no our plan is all theaters are going to be included that's something that we want to make to maintain uh, that we did from from the original movie pass and then the second thing is we want we feel there's a natural synergy in us helping those who do not have the millions of dollars it takes to go create a subscription platform um, so we we're going to naturally gravitate to help them and then uh, set up a marketplace that all of these players can play inside of. So we're prioritizing them first because we saw that we drive more impact for them. They know it. We know it. So we're going to start there. But day one, you're going to be able to go to any theater you want, just like before. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would have assumed it would have been just indie movie theaters. But it'll be interesting to see if Regal and AMC are in there. Um, I live near a Nighthawk, so if you could get the Nighthawk as part of Movie Pass, I'd appreciate that. I, um, I'm near, I'm near Angelica and Film Forum, so yeah. You know, and speaking of why 
of of these theaters in this specific time, it does seem like you know. Let let us know is is this a reason why Movie Passes your thought to bring it back now? The movie theaters are a little bit on the ropes. You're seeing a situation where in the past movie theaters wouldn't even let Disney break the 90 day exclusive window. And now basically the window is, is out the window. There, there's no such thing as that anymore. The theaters are a lot more lenient. So do you think movie pass might have an easier time working with these theaters now than they would have a few years ago when the, you know, the Mitch Lowe era of movie pass basically got rejected by all the movie theaters? Yeah. I mean, COVID changed everything for everybody. Um, you know, it's, it's a different world. Um, but I do think one silver lining that came out and we showed the impact of movie pass. Um, so regardless of what the consumers paid for it, the behavior that they displayed and where they, they chose to spend their money using the movie pass significantly benefited those theaters. So, the math is there. They Every conversation that Gretchen and I have had with those theaters, they were telling us the numbers of what the movie pass impact was on, on their business. And some of the theaters, before we even got the data, um, and we just knew we had, we had the deal done, but the paperwork, uh, paperwork had been done, but the assets hadn't been given, given back. Um, they were asking us, could we be up in time for Christmas last year and that they wanted to work mm-hmm. with us? So, um, you know, that that is different. And I think also having the big three have established subscription plans has also put pressure on them to either build their own or partner with someone in the marketplace who can bring that muscle to the table. And we see that as an opportunity to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not all the subscription plans are equal because, I mean, we will say the AMC one we think works well. Clayton has been a Regal member for the last year, and I, I don't think he's super happy with that subscription plan. So there's definitely an opening to do better. It was one of the worst decisions there. of my life, but we won't go into that because we only have limited time with you. Can we talk a little bit about the marketplace? So these credits, these the MoviePass credits seem like, are they crypto? Because it has a, I mean, you're talking about Web3, you're talking about the this kind of thing being a, a market. Is that what they are? And because you can trade them and you can share them, are they something that will appreciate in value? Is it, is, are they crypto? Um, yes and no. Um, there is the, directionally, we think that positioning it as a marketplace with tradability and a form of currency and putting that on a blockchain has many advantages. Okay. Um, that is the spirit of web three. We are, we are not building a web two product, which movie pass was a web two product. We are a technology company. And so everything we're thinking about, I would say is web three, it's metaverse. It's something that how do you allow uh, peer-to-peer interactivity uh, is where our minds are at. So is it today crypto? No. Are we thinking of that in mind that that capability is there? Yes, absolutely. So is there a possibility then that they say you hold on to your MoviePass tokens for the release of a big movie and you can move those tokens to people who need those tokens to see this big movie, will they be more, will like those tokens be worth more than they were before? Yeah, so I, I think there's some additional things that I'll throw in there. I like where your head's at, but throw this out. So let's say movie X is coming out from from a studio they have some limited edition collectible NFTs that they do on opening weekend. And I am now in a marketplace where I can trade those for credits um, or I can hold on to them because I think it may be valuable. 
and or I can use my credits to to acquire someone else's NFT if I want. Um, so it turns into a full marketplace that has a collectible component to it that doesn't currently exist today. Um, we're planning to be able to have that capability. That's so interesting. And, and it does seem like MoviePass is really going to be maximized by the most informed moviegoers you know like our our show the bo boys we talk about box office what did well what's going to do well and do you feel like the 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 way you could be most successful as a movie pass marketplace consumer is to have this read on the market know that i want to hold on to my movie pass bucks because spider-man 4 might be coming down the pike and then it's going to be so much more valuable yeah, I, I think that that's, that's where, you know, what's really, so, so one of the comparisons I've been telling people that we think about is how Airbnb, um, so I've been able, I've been blessed to be able to have a property that we rent out at times when we're traveling and things like that. And what's great is how the, the software will tell me, here's the prices in your market Here's what you can do if you set your price here. Here's how you can generate income. And here's what, if, if I set my price too high, it'll also tell me what else is, is like, hey, you lost out. They went and rented just down the block from you. That capability with, say, NFT tokens or credits and or getting a theater using credits to be able to get you to come to them all of that becomes an active marketplace and so our goal and our vision is to be able to you know open all of that up and not need to control how they figure it out but that's the beauty of a marketplace mm -hmm. a topic that we got to get to um is you announced uh, the pre-show aspect of movie pass um which is you know, you could explain it further. It seems like it is a system in which uh, users can gain credits, gain movie pass bucks by watching ads on the app. And there will be facial recognition software that lets the app know if the person is indeed watching. Um, so I guess, could you talk about that and talk about, is there a formula yet of how long someone would have to watch an ad to get X amount of movie pass bus or, or bucks or X amount of value? Like, what do you have worked out for that already? Yeah. So the, the, in the conversations we've had, um, I'm going to use two examples. One would be, um, let's say a movie like a James Bond that has a lot of cross promotion and product placement and those brands are well established. And let's say, they say we're going to make our a unique James Bond pre-show and we're going to give away 100,000 tickets and they're on a first come first serve basis, right? And then they say and after those first 100,000 gone, we're going to give away enough credits that'll equal half a ticket. And then maybe after that 100,000 we're going to give you enough credits and and you're now in the third week of the campaign and we're going to give you enough credits that'll equal a third of a ticket. Just making this up. Mm -hmm. um, that's one scenario when you have movies that really have tie-ins. Now, let's say Licorice Pizza is coming. It doesn't, it's a period piece. It doesn't have any classic product placement. But there's a company that just loves the campaign, you know, works out something with Anderson and says, hey, I want to be part of your campaign. Every person that wants to go see licorice pizza i i i want to be in front of them that's that's our demo right it's it's a i don't know a vinyl company who specializes in retro vinyl right mm -hmm. well they'll be able to figure out what they want to give people and people can go and check it out if they want right because it's it's a form of credit and so that's what we mean by a marketplace marketplace is going to be able to set its own pricing and doesn't really need us to govern it, right? And they'll figure it out. So we don't think it's a set, you will need to watch for 15 minutes in order to get such and such. We don't think we'll need to do that. The marketplace mm -hmm. will figure itself out. 
Oh, gotcha. so okay, so it'll be variable. It'll be variable. So it's not going to be a every time you want to get a ticket, you've got to sit there for twenty minutes. It will be variable depending on the ad partners and the movie. And that's why the credits the credits allow you to be able to do that. But if everything was a single ticket, you couldn't do it unless you had a credit system. Gotcha, gotcha. Who do you see then as the types of 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 consumers? that are going to be into that sort of aspect where it's like, you know, there's a degree of working to earn money on the movie pass marketplace. You know, you're watching ads and some people might like ads more than others, but there's some degree of you're doing that with a, with a value at the end of it. So, so who, who do you see as the, the, the main uh, consumers that, that, movie passes going after for that aspect and and i guess for the whole the whole system yeah so it's funny i mentioned this during my talk that i'm one of those people that i will go and see a james bond film and i will go and search youtube for the products and watch stuff and no one's paying me a penny Mm -hmm. because i am naturally curious about what they're doing and what are the features I remember when Gretchen and I, uh, we, we were talking about when uh, Tenant came out and we both were obsessed with that watch that the characters were wearing to track time and the blue watch was going backwards in time and the red watch was going forwards in time. And nobody paid me to do that, but think about those companies that want to tap into that audience. So we think they're people like us who have that natural curiosity about product placement. And, and we, we don't think it's, we're gonna pry open your eyeballs and make you do something. So it's much more for the inquisitive person who likes to feel the extended experience around the movie rather than it needing. And that's where I think the long form branded content can really shine with this audience. Mm-hmm. Do, do you then see MoviePass as being then in the same realm or a competitor to something like Nuvi, you know, like the, which is traditionally what sells ads before a movie. No, we think it's really, really different. Again, it's much more web three, uh, human attention and your own personal attention and your own engagement. We see a much more futuristic relationship to it than a, a way of just showing people ads. It's not, it, we don't even call it ads. We call it advertainment. It's mm-hmm. not ads. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Here's a Pepto Bismol commercial that you know you don't want to watch. You're. It's the implication that we're forcing you to watch something you don't want to see versus giving you an added experience about something you've already shown interest in going to see. Mm-hmm. They're they're about to kick us out. We're actually at Lincoln Center, and they're gonna. We're still in the theater of the event, and they're about to start a. a uh, a screening of drive my car. So we, we actually have to get out of here. No problem. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. We'd love to have you back on again. We could probably talk about this for hours. So yeah. And if you need a beta tester, just email me. Cause I'm, I got a lot of free time. <laughs> all right. All right, guys have a good night. All right. All right. Thanks. Wow. What an interview. Yeah. I mean, so, so Clayton, we, in this interview, I think we knew in the time that we had, we wanted to get some questions uh, answered about what MoviePass 2.0 is. Because mm-hmm. you and I watched this press conference. It's not a press conference. It's live stream speech in the middle of the day. We watched it live. We fuck were, it. We did it fuck live. It, fuck it. We did it live. It was a raw feed. And it we truly were was raw. texting with a couple of uh, our friends who are industry insiders. And the big takeaway, I think, of our live watch of Stacy's press conference was confusion. We mm-hmm. weren't quite sure what to make of what MoviePass 2.0 really was. We, we, here's what I'll, I love the beginning. I thought Stacy came out in this press conference and was immediately just a feel-good story. He showed the famous picture of Michelo laughing in front of the AMC and, and I think did a good job of 
showing the villain Mitchello without wasting too much time on it. He he moved over it. He told his story of being someone who was ousted from the company he founded, and now he's back. He's a phoenix rising. Movie passes back. That aspect of it was great. Yes, absolutely. I was so in the bag for Movie Pass at that point. Yes, and I think where, and I don't want to say it went off the rails, but where the confusion set in was the many aspects of what Movie Pass 2.0 was going to do. Because Stacy basically announced there would be a virtual marketplace, a lot of Web 2.0 talk or 3.0. No, Web 3, not Web 2.0. So what web are we in? We're now? in Web 2.0. Okay. So I'm looking at the internet right now. That's Web 2.0. 3.0 is launches with MoviePass. So he announced there's a virtual marketplace. There's variable pricing. There are uh selective partners well, there's tiers yeah there's tiers and then there is pre-show which is people earning uh uh value on the movie pass marketplace by watching ads and the ads would have um uh eye recognition software to tell that you were in fact watching the ad so there, there's a there was just a lot going on yes i mean that is a future so the idea of pre-show mm-hmm. is that you will be able to watch content that is ads that is connected to whatever movie it is that you want to try and earn credits towards Mm-hmm. So he used the example of James Bond. James Bond's a perfect example because there's a lot of product placement in that movie. If you watched, if you if you if you watched a a ad that talked about that products those products or there was a, a special ad type movie, you watch it as long as you don't blink or turn your head away, you can earn credits towards a full ticket. And using and using the credits now you can do percentages of credits to go towards tickets where it's it's easier, I guess, to do that when you're using these kind of tokens. Right. And so, this was a future that we we had already envisioned, which is this is now not about money. It's not about data. It's about eye, eyes. Yes. Eyes you- will be the new way of payment. There will be workers who are paid to watch things. And they will earn tokens. They will earn cryptocurrency towards things that they want or even things that they need. So you will Mm -hmm. have to watch ads in order to get bread. This is the future. Right. And we're seeing that here. Like you will have to watch things in order to then be able to watch other things that you would want to watch. And so, you know, that's one kind of transaction. You'll have to watch an ad for the car in James Bond to be able to earn the value to watch the James Bond movie that you want to watch. It's Mm -hmm. one possible transaction. But then the other possible transaction on the movie pass marketplace seems to be you'll watch product placement ads to earn the value to buy the Mike and Ikes you need to sustain yourself is yes. another possible transaction. And well, you will have to, there will be an ad on the Mike and Ike box that will not open unless right. you watch it. Right, right. And that'll be 15 seconds or 20 seconds. And there might be an ad before you get, you're able to get another Mike and Ike. I mean, this right. is the future. This is, this is the the future that is coming, but that's not what we're talking about now because we need to talk about the nitty gritty of MoviePass. And what what we've kind of figured out with this whole announcement is that it's not ready yet. They don't know what the pricing of the tiers is going to be, mm-hmm. which I think is the big question mark because they're talking about tear, tiers. They're talking about variable pricing, which we, which we are not too surge pricing. more. It, it feels like there's well, going to be surge pricing here. I mean, sur- surge pricing was definitely a big issue when the Michelow version of MoviePass was 
falling apart at the end. You know, it was never a part of Movie Pass. And then when things started going south, you'd look in the ad and certain movies were not available because it was surge time and or there was surge pricing. I do think there there is something to variable pricing within these kind of apps because movies do, and this is something we've talked a lot about on the show, is movies do have different inherent values. You know? Yeah. And there it does make sense that you have to you would pay more to see Spider-Man 4 in the theater than you would to see the second weekend of Moonfall or to see a low budget independent movie. Um or you pay more on a Friday night than you do on a Tuesday afternoon. Like I I think that that is a workable part of something like Movie Pass, but I think in this interview with with Stacy, like you said, we're seeing it's a weird time to have made this announcement because there's so much up in the air in terms of what they're able to tell the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I mean, coming out of the interview with him, I did have more clarity in that it really kept saying marketplace and it does seem like it's going to be an app that is going to try and determine all these prices fluidly based on how people are using them, what they want to see, what the theaters put up, which could work really well, or it could be a giant nightmare because in the end, people just want to know if I'm paying $15 or $30 or whatever a month, what am I getting for it? And that's not going to be the case with MoviePass 2.0. It's going to be a a true exercise in being a marketplace. That that that's the thing that I think is going to be difficult for MoviePass 2.0. And I think that the subscribers are going to be young or mm-hmm. people that are very tech savvy because there is a simplicity to something like a list, right? Which, yep. which, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the Regal subscription. I'm going to cancel immediately as soon as I can. They got me for a year. Those bastards. I'm going to cancel, mm-hmm. and the reason being is because there's too many variables to it. Mm-hmm. You can't go see this movie, or you got to pay three bucks. You can't go see it at this time, or you pay three bucks. You have to pay fifty cents for convenience fees to book online, right? Even these small differences, these small barriers make it annoying to me. A-list is three movies a week, any format, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And and the thing with that is that there's simplicity. There's a thought that I, I don't even have to think about it. I book it and then I go or I don't go and I can cancel and then move my, 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 my uh, reservation and I don't pay anything. With this... He's asking for such engagement, so much mm-hmm. engagement in the yep. sense of trading credits in pieces of credits being acquired through viewing things on the app that are ads. Mm-hmm. Buying, he mentioned NFTs. Yes. He mentioned NFTs. And, I, and as soon as he mentioned NFTs, I was like, this is going to be for not the oldsters this is going to be for the very young. And if if it catches on, that's who's going to go. Because Joe Lunchpail and Susie Crocheter mm-hmm. are not going to sit around and barter for credits mm-hmm. to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And he's focusing on the independent theaters, which is great. But... It, it it just feels like that the independent theaters and the art house theaters are more for the oldsters. So it, it's just making me question who is going to be the base for this. And that's why, I, like I mentioned to him at the end, Hey, make me a beta tester. And we mm-hmm. didn't get to go into it. But I, the reason I want to be a beta tester is because I am an oldster, but I yes. am, I am willing to engage in this so that I can figure it out and I can tell them, listen, 
you, this is this is for, this is for people way younger than me. And is that good or not? It seems like movie theater goers are younger. And so you don't need something like this to get them to go. You need something like this for oldsters to get them to go. That's the people that are keeping the business back because they're not coming back. Well, I think, though, the the way that this could work with a young audience is getting the young audience to go more frequently. Because I think what you're seeing right now is the young audience is going to see Spider-Man and the Big Ten polls but aren't necessarily going to then see West Side Story and Licorice Pizza and most of the other movies that are out there and the movies that aren't opening weekend. So if you have them engaged on something like MoviePass where they are trading movie bucks and they're watching ads to get value and they're buying NFTs, could that lead them to then seeing... West Side Story in its fourth weekend because they're already so engaged. They have all these movie bucks on their movie pass. And it's, I don't think it's going to be about, I don't think any, any invention is going to be about getting oldsters to go out. You mm-hmm. know, inventions geared towards oldsters are going to be about entertaining them when they're inside and about burying them. You yeah, know, making so if you're their not last the, remaining years comfortable. Right. So if you are not in the business of entertaining an oldster at home or burying an oldster, then you shouldn't gear your business towards oldsters. And I don't think MoviePass could work in that way. I think it's going to have to be getting younger moviegoers to go way more often or to just... Buy NFTs, you know, there may be a version of MoviePass that is successful and doesn't increase movie theater business. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, you could have users that never use their MoviePass credits or tokens or bucks to go see movies. Right. Because once Stacy in this interview talked about using the MoviePass bucks which is not a term he used, but I think that will end up being the, the, the common nomenclature. Yeah. I think when he talked about people using these movie pass bucks on NFTs and on things that are not movie tickets, I think they are gearing towards a future in which they could be successful even if users don't go to the movies that much. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I don't know I don't know if that could work, but I think they are not banking on just sitting in a movie theater as the only way that this will work. That, that's that's what it seems like. Saying it's a marketplace means that th- going to theaters with those credits is only one option. Right, right. right. Um, because I'm looking right now, at some of the initial stories online about today's press conference. And it's mm-hmm. from the tra- you know the, the traditional big media, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, The Verge, Yahoo. And every headline seems to have the same basic take, which is details are vague, no word yet on pricing. It's yeah. back, no word yet on pricing. Pricing, pricing, pricing. And we asked him about pricing, and it's clear – the answer, again, is they don't know, and they may never know because it looks like the marketplace is going to decide. And I, I, you could already see the oldster take on this is going to be, if I don't know how much it costs, then this is not something I'm interested in. Yes. And again, it shows that this is going to have to be geared at youngsters who want to play in this marketplace and gamify. You know, we did ask him about the theory that, you know, we you asked him point blank, which I think is going to be one of those journalistic questions that uh, people are really going to point to in journalism classes and just in history books. You asked Stacy Spikes, is this crypto? And he did give an answer that, 
said it is yeah, and it isn't. It is and it isn't, which I think it means it is. But he did say it is and it isn't. So there it's a Schrodinger's is... cat then. Right, right, right. Is the cat crypto or is the cat not crypto? The cat is sort of crypto. Yeah. And this cat is in a box. Is it crypto or not? It is and it right. isn't. The box is closed. We don't know. Could be crypto cat. So th- movie pass is definitely going to be dealing in being some form of crypto. And it is, you know, we mentioned this in the interview, but it is going to be a case where the most informed movie pass user is going to be the one who can take advantage of this marketplace. You know, the, 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 the user who has a good idea of what's going to do well at the box office, what's coming out when, you know, what movies are getting delayed because you could sit on your movie pass bucks on your crypto and let it earn for you if you know what the movie pass marketplace where it's going. Yeah, because an opening night for Spider-Man 4, which it won't mm-hmm. be called Spider-Man 4 obviously, but mm-hmm. the next Spider-Man movie after this gargantuan one. Mhm. If you're holding on to your movie pass crypto and Somebody in the world wants an opening night ticket to this, wants to wants to see this movie on a Thursday night. They might not have enough movie pass crypto right. to see this movie. So they're going to come to you. Right. And you're going to say, what are you going to give me in return? Make it worth my while. Right. So then you're right. trading other things. Right. In right. order to get these movie pass right. cryptos. To go see Spider-Man, Honey, I'm Home. Right, right. And then that's when you're trading NFTs. You're trading. I am sure that there will be a way of, I'll give you this much in MoviePass bucks, and you're giving me this much in Bitcoin. And you throw in a, uh, you know, you throw in a uh, Bridesmaids NFT and we call it a deal, so you could go see Spider Man. Hi, honey, I'm home. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot to it's a lot to chew on. We're going to be obviously following this mm-hmm. story. We're going to be following the articles written about this interview that we've done, mm-hmm. and deal with the fallout of all of Stacy's good intentions. Mm-hmm. On our next episode. Yeah. there, it, There's just so much here. It's so up in the air. It's, It still is something I'm rooting for. Um, because any, any, any big project that might possibly get more people into the movie theater might make movie tickets cheaper on average, anything like that. I'm always going to start by rooting for it to work. This could be some kind of crypto scheme, not a scheme, but it's, you know, it's, it's, there's so many ways this could go. There's Mm -hmm. so many ways this could go. Um, The marketplace aspect of it is so interesting because it really is going to depend on whether the consumers engage with this and specifically whether young consumers engage with this. I worry about the internet jackanapes co-opting this Mm -hmm. and making it into a circus because I do believe MoviePass when it originally came out, we were all, we were both MoviePass subscribers pre Michelo pre nine 99 pandemonium. Yes. We I mean, were, when we that were, happened, we were excited mm-hmm. about nine ninety nine, but we knew the movie pass that we knew and loved was short for this earth because yes. all the jackanapes were going to rush in and ruin mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. use their debit card, their movie pass debit card to get their nails done, things like that. Things like that actually happened, folks. That is not mm-hmm. a lie. People who use their card just to buy a ticket to go to the bathroom in a major city because why not? It was 10 bucks right. a month. Now it's my bathroom pass. 
The, so the the Mitch Lowe version of MoviePass was always destined to fail because it was a business model in which the more the consumers use the product, the more money the company lost. And that's mm-hmm. never a good proposition. You never want to bet that your consumers will pay for your service but won't like it and won't want to use it. You know, yes. that that's that's a that's a bad proposition. But I love the spirit of MoviePass. I think when I was a MoviePass subscriber, I saw a lot more movies than I would normally see. And I want that to be what this is used for. And that is my worry. That's my oldster worry is that the kids are going to come in and this is going to become a meme and the the MoviePass crypto is going to become a joke. And isn't it funny I have all this MoviePass crypto and really what what the spirit of it for me with MoviePass and my excitement about it coming back was I want to be able to support independent theaters in the way that I can. Because currently, I can't spend $19 on a, a movie ticket once a week to go to Nighthawk or Alamo or Film Forum or something like that, right? But if I'm able to do that for $30 a month, $45 a month... I'll do it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's not what this is. I, it's but, not what but, this seems but, to be. But it does. I mean, Stacy definitely seems very earnest in talking about those independent chains. He talked about how he lives near the Angelica in New York, and uh, you know other small movie chains. So he mentioned Film Forum too, which is in that Film area. Forum. So he he. That definitely seems to be an, an earnest aspect of what MoviePass wants to do, which is to drive customers towards those type of theaters. Those seem like the type of theaters that are much more likely to partner with MoviePass 2.0. He meant, he did say they plan on every movie theater being available. They want to work with AMC and Regal. I'm sure he wants that and is going to work towards that. I personally don't think those chains are going to be giving movie pass any kind of discounts that, no. that, that will, allow, I'm sure you'll be able to, my, my guess, you'll be able to book yourself seeing a movie at an AMC or Regal three through movie pass the same way you would at Fandango or a lot of other places. I just don't know if the customers are going to get some kind of deal by doing that, you know, well, that's I don't the think variable. Those... I think you're going to see the credits that you're going to need to go see an AMC film. We're probably going to be way more than if you go and see a, a movie at the IFC Center. Exactly. I mean, and that's our guess. I think that makes sense. You know, based on what Stacy was saying, MoviePass will probably have a, have a better time partnering with the smaller chains than they will AMC and Regal. But he did say. He plans on having MoviePass available everywhere, so we'll just see if there's any kind of deal there. I predict not, but I, I do think, you know, I think we've got to head out soon, but I do think the takeaway of this announcement and of Stacy's breakdown of what MoviePass 2.0 is and the marketplace and how much interaction there's going to need to be to be a... a a consumer of movie pass is that you need to be an informed consumer to take advantage. And that means it's more important than ever that people listen to the BO boys, follow everything we talk about, get the news from us because it's one of the only ways you'll be able to understand the business, understand movie pass to be a, Movie Pass consumer who's getting the most bang for your buck, who understands the marketplace. You got to follow the BO boys. And of course, Jeff Bach at Exhibitor Relations Co. is going to do a great job on this. Scott Mendelson at Forbes, Anthony D. Alessandro at Deadline. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 but mostly the BO boys. You're going to have to follow here if you want to be able to successfully navigate the Movie Pass 2.0 marketplace. Well, because there may be a day where we're talking about not only predictions for what the box office of next weekend is going to be, but how much in MoviePass bucks the 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 showings will be worth. Mm-hmm. 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 Like 
don't waste your tokens on this one because next week this one's coming. Right. And you can make a killing. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's not it's not just about seeing movies now. When Movie Pass 2.0, it's about earning cryptocurrency and possibly food and shelter. You know, it's there's a lot at stake in Movie Pass 2.0. I hoarded Regal points back in the day mm-hmm. when I had Movie mm-hmm. Pass because you could earn Regal points with your Movie Pass. And I really did think there was going to be a day where this would feed and clothe me. Right, right. Oh, we and all this, thought that. And Movie Pass books, all my friends thought that. They still no. think that. I mean, it's. They're like, when, somebody better. Well, we we just think that it's going to be important that you do well on the Movie Pass 2.0 marketplace so that if if there is a week, you know, where where you're a little low on food, you'll be able to get the juji fruits you need, get the uh, merch you need to have clothes on, you know, mm-hmm. and not long term, but I, I I could see there being weeks where it's, a stop it's important. Yeah, a stopgap. It's important that Clayton's doing well on the Movie Pass 2.0 marketplace. Um, so you got to follow the Bo Boys. And Jeff Bach and Scott Mendelson, Brandon Gray at Box Office Revival, all of the, you know, the thought leaders that are going to get you to succeed in the MoviePass 2.0 marketplace. Now, tell them where they can email us because there's going to be a lot of conversation about this. We need leads. We need conversation. We need people's takes. All of our yep. want to be oh boys, want to be oh girls, want to be oh people. People. We want to hear what you have to say. Email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the press conference, the interview with Stacey. Um, and if there are any beta testers, beta users right now of MoviePass 2.0, definitely email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your experience. Obviously, we want to get Clayton in as a beta tester as soon as possible, mm-hmm. both so he could offer feedback and possibly so he could earn, you know, some some sustenance on the marketplace in the next few weeks. Um, but if you're a beta tester out there, email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Well, Pat, what a what a monumental historic episode. And I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time, we'll we'll smell you at the bar.